Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hi, this is The Author Show, and I'm your host, Linda Thompson. Trouble always seems to find Amanda Pennyworth, the American consul to the resort city of Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. That's the intro to our guest James Gilbert's novel, Murder at Amapas Beach, and it certainly has me wanting more. I interviewed James a couple of years ago for his book, Tales of Little Egypt, Stories About Small Town America, and now I'm eager to learn more about Murder at Amapas Beach. Jim, welcome back to The Author Show. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. Jim, will you give us a quick overview of Murder at Amapas Beach? Sure, I'd be delighted to do that. Murder at Amapas Beach is the third novel in a series that features an amateur sleuth named Amanda Pennyworth, who's the American consul at Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, which is a great and very traveled tourist center in Mexico. And it's full of trouble. Americans who go resorts like that, expats who live there, are always getting into trouble, and it's the job of Amanda to see them through their difficulties. The only problem is that when there's something serious that happens, she has to fight with the local police who don't like her and actually don't like Americans very much. Where did the inspiration for Amanda come from? It's a very interesting, curious story. I once worked for the State Department as a member of a board of promotion, and I read perhaps 10,000 dossiers of people who work for the State Department. And I got the idea, wouldn't it be great to have a murder centered around a foreign place and have the American consul be the detective? <laughs> I think I kind of like that idea. So Murder at Amapas Beach is the third in Amanda's series. How many more books do you plan to write about her? Well, I was thinking of killing her off, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've decided not to. I have vaguely in mind another adventure. Amanda's such an interesting character. I've gotten to know her better and better as I write these novels. I really like her a lot, and so I'm sure I'll do another one. If you were to compare Murder at Amapas Beach to any other, what would that other book be? Actually, the series that Donna Leone has written about Venice, curiously, is kind of the same type of story that Murder at Amapas Beach and the other two novels about Proto Vallarta resemble. Jim, please tell us about your vision for the ideal reader for Murder at Amapas Beach. The ideal reader for Amapas Beach is somebody who likes a mystery, but in particular, someone who likes well-drawn characters, interesting characters, characters with whom you can identify, people whose lives are revealed in the story and whose innermost thoughts are fascinating. A mystery story to me is a way of prying into people's psyches and prying into their lives. It's a great vehicle for discovering who people are and what their secrets are. Boy, that leads me right into my next question. Did you write Murder at Amapas Beach for pure entertainment, or do you want the reader to think a bit while reading the story? 
I'm absolutely convinced that you have to enjoy a story in order to be interested in, in what lies behind it. I think that the puzzle of the book, aside from the mystery itself, is the puzzle of Amanda herself and what motivates her, what makes her tick, and why she is such a clever sleuth in the end. You find it a challenge to write as a female character with you being a male. <laughs> Not at all. Someone has asked me that before. and <laughs> In fact, everybody asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> and... And my answer is really simple. How do you ever write about anybody who's not yourself? You have to project into somebody else and create a character. And then after a while, the character becomes a real person to you. And you learn more and more about that person. I don't have any trouble doing that. I think that for any author, creating any person is really a primary difficulty. Wow. I never thought of it like that. So tell me, Jim, what kind of research do you do to ensure the believability of your storyline? I do a lot of research. As a former historian, I love to do research. I look at maps. I always have a map of Puerto Vallarta in front of me when I'm writing because people walk around or they travel by taxi or they drive. They go from one place to another. I do a lot of photographic research. I look at weather reports. I investigate the uniforms that police wear. I do all kinds of research. I find that to be a really fascinating and enjoyable part of writing a novel. That's part of the history, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, what comes to you first when thinking about writing a new book, the characters or the plot? I'm always puzzled as to where the ideas come from. But I think what I come to initially is the end. I have to have an ending in mind. And the question of the novel then is how you get there, how you start off a novel and how you eventually get to the final denouement, the final ending of the novel. I have to come up with an ending before I can begin anything at all. Well, I've never heard that one before, but that sounds like a fascinating process. And you've written a lot of books, some fiction, some nonfiction. Do you have a preference in genre? I used to like nonfiction a lot. I still do. I read a lot of nonfiction. It's one of the, my favorite choices for reading. But I'll tell you, I wrote a lot of history books. And at the end, I got very frustrated because one of the things I could not do in history was to examine the inner thoughts of anybody. I couldn't say with any legitimacy, he thought or she thought. This is not possible. I could only speculate. And I wanted to do that. I wanted also to do conversation, which I enjoy immensely in a novel. Writing conversation is great fun. And I couldn't do that in history either. I initially began by writing some short stories. And then I decided, well, maybe I should write a novel and I can really do all the things I've never been able to do with nonfiction in a novel. <laughs> that makes really good sense to me because I don't know how you could rearrange history to do conversations to go the way you wanted them to. So yeah, makes a lot of sense. And Jim, you've taught at a variety of universities in both Europe and Australia. Do your experiences in these countries add to the richness of your storylines? Living abroad, and I lived abroad a lot, in order to thrive in a place, and I was at these different places for long periods of time, in order to do that, 
you have to kind of become a different person. You have to absorb some of the culture around you in order to operate in that culture. And I think that's an immensely valuable thing in learning to write about other people. You learn to be other people by living abroad. You learn the malleability of your ideas and personality. And I think that that really creates a possibility of writing different characters. What sets the murder at Amapas Beach apart from others in the same genre? First of all, the character Amanda Pennyworth is an unusual sleuth to have somebody from the State Department as the major detective. I think also the setting is unusual. It's mostly a place known for leisure and pleasure, and it turns out to be an ominous place. The third thing is, and something that uh, the reader will discover, is that it takes place actually in two places. Amapas Beach, which is right next door to Puerto Vallarta, and also Racine, Wisconsin, of all places. So the story moves around in different environments, and it introduces different types of characters. I think that sets it aside. It's not like the cozy Agatha Christie story that takes place in a country home where everybody is there in one place and nobody moves around. Uh, and it's also not like the, the stories of Dashiell Hammett or someone like that, where you investigate the depths of the city. It's a story that moves around considerably. Because it's a resort place, different characters move in and out of the story from different places. So it's got a lot of variety in it. Okay. Have you always wanted to be an author of fiction? Yes, <laughs> I always have been. <laughs> and yet you spent a lot of time in academia. Well, one can't explain the accidents of one's life. <laughs> <laughs> but, I like that. But I kind of fell into academics and it was a wonderful career. My goodness, I, I loved it. It was great teaching and I had a wonderful time. And it gave me access to living abroad seven or eight times. I liked teaching. I liked students. I liked everything about it. And I loved the opportunity to write and do research. But in the back of my mind, I've always thought, gee, you know, Jim, you really want to write novels. Some people said to me, reading my history books, goodness, they read like novels. And that wasn't a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well... Jim, what would you like readers to remember once they've finished reading Murder at Amapas Beach? I think I'd like to have people remember the character of Amanda and something about her and also something about the relationships that she uncovers. A lot of the story is about human relations. Will you please read a short excerpt from Murder at Amapas Beach for us? Sure. I'll have to set it for you. This is toward the beginning of the novel. Amanda is in bed, and she's just waking up, and she's thinking something that she normally does when she wakes up. She has lots of thoughts about the day and so forth. She had always been uncertain about herself and the fitful relationships she had managed to establish and maintain, or rather to maintain for a while and then lose. In part, it was her own fault. She had signed up for the Foreign Service knowing full well that relationships were difficult, if not impossible, given the frequent reassignment to a new post. There were moments when she thought she had intentionally chosen a peripatetic life, a life of serial relocations, to excuse herself from anything like a long-term connection so she could hide her lack of self-confidence. 
the perils of commitment were a frequent discussion when she met other members of the Foreign Service, and the gossip was almost always about who had hooked up with whom, and inevitably someone repeated the stale joke that diplomats had invented speed dating at Foggy Bottom at the headquarters of the State Department. She sat up suddenly, distressed by her meandering thoughts, and discussed it with herself for allowing moments of quiet to warp into such feelings of self-pity. She had work to do today, and not just at the consulate, where there were always problems to be solved and new challenges. It continued to amaze her how often American tourists or someone in the large expat community could concoct some ingenious misfortune or legal complication. But most importantly, there was the murder of Danielle Maglin. She knew she wanted to be part of the investigation and was determined to be, in fact. She felt strongly obligated to the woman whose life she had once saved and whose last words seemed to be the murmur of her name. She was tied by the accidental bonds of circumstance to help find the killer. It was a duty she felt she owed. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to know more now. So please tell me, where can we learn more about you, about all those other books you've written, and where can we purchase Murder at Amapas Beach? Uh, first of all, how to purchase it. Any bookstore can order it, or you could find it on the regular online book distributing companies. As for learning more about me, I have a website called jamesgilbertauthor.com. And on that, you will see my biography, some reviews of books, book titles, and links to purchase, all about me and my writing. We've been talking with James Gilbert, author of Murder at Amapas Beach. Jim, thank you for sharing Amanda with us today. You've written a really intriguing thriller that I'm sure a lot of our audience wants to read. I do hope that you'll come back and talk with us again when you publish the next book in your series about Amanda. Well, I certainly will, and it's been my pleasure. This book will thrill fans and entertain newcomers to the series. A clever whodunit with a smart, appealing detective. Well, if that review and this interview have you wanting more, go to jamesgilbertauthor.com and order your copy today. And when you finish reading, don't forget to post your review. And please share this interview with your friends so that they too may become acquainted with their author. And remember, the author show may be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Plus, selected interviews can be found on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and many more. Whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books, theauthorshow.com is a really great place to start. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. Theauthorshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.